This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan LaPlante and players Tom McGee as interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Hamstra as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borvik as Sister Rolienne Mina. The band agreed to Felicivance's demands in return for her assistance in bringing down Hebs Cologne. They strategized their assault. Vance troops will storm the Spire Guard headquarters, drawing away troops from the Governor's Citadel and leaving it open to infiltration by the Inquisitorial Band, the Arbites, and Housebane Stormtroopers. Will anyone survive long enough for the chance to confront the Homo Nervous? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Let the galaxy burn. I will survive. My work will survive. Humanity will survive through my art. But you, I fear, shall not. An audio recording of Fabius Bile facing off against a Xeno Psyker on the Craft World Luganath. You have all repositioned yourselves. And in the final hour before midnight, the assault on the Citadel, the assault on the Spire, the assault on... Fabius Biles, Homo Novus, and the Confederacy, which is being battled by your Inquisitor, begins. House Vance Coil Troopers uh, strike out of nowhere. They had positioned themselves as various checkpoint guards. They'd use their positions within the Imperial Guard and other areas to insert themselves into the Spire. And in the first wave of their assault, now we go to a die roll. I feel like uh, of all of you, these are elite troops. These are stealth troops and they're striking with advantage. So we will use Mina's combat stats. So Mina, mm-hmm. can you roll me? This would be pretty up close and ugly fighting. So let's do a melee light roll okay. against difficulty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will have two setback because they are attacking defenses. Yes. It will also have a boost because this was a surprise assault. Okay. What's our story point situation? Uh, you guys have three, and I have two. I th- I I think that at least our first wave, we should give them Start a little strong. boost. Start yeah. out strong. Already. Give them some Element place to surprise. hold. surprise, yep. Yep. All right. So the roll will be one green, four yellow, which is two difficulty, one boost, and two setback. Yep, let's see what happens. See how they do. Three successes, one triumph. Go team! Yes! It is a resounding stealth assault. Not only do they burst through the defenses of the Spire Guard headquarters, they've gained such momentum that they actually claim the second and third floors and begin to work their way upwards where the defenses are not ready and where they have already moved past the armory which has been claimed. You would expect it to give them 15 minutes to begin making noise within the Spire and looking for the response. However, within those 15 minutes, they own the building, they've cracked the armory and are already sending shots troops against the walls of the governor's citadel which is to the northeast meaning it is not a direct line to where you are it is drawing troops uh past where you will be entering and away sirens are blaring chaos is at hand and a because of the triumph not only are they assaulting the citadel they've begun to take the walls so there is already fighting inside the governor's compound as you begin to roll towards it you four are inside a chimera it is a, an advanced livery. This is part of an armored convoy. It's an upgrade from a Torox. You are looking at a tank that usually holds between 12 to 14 people in the rear of it. The people who are inside this vehicle right now are the four of you. Maximilian Bane, Invictus. <laughs> I guess he is a part of this. And uh, the rest are stormtroopers made up of the Suicide Kings. Uh, Invictus sent his two inquisitorial stormtroopers to go assist the Vance assault, knowing that with their advanced leadership skills and ability with guerrilla training and other things that are involved with the Inquisition, 
they're better use there kind of as lieutenants of what is otherwise an underground strike force. You are rolling towards the gates as the other assault end becomes over the walls. You have the convoy of the rest of the stormtroopers around you. They are also in Toroxes with Vance colors. However, you are being led by a Chimera, no, it would actually be a Rhino, come to think of it. You are being led by a Rhino filled with uh, Arbites troopers with Chasener Bo-Katan within it. Clear Arbites markings, and he radioed ahead to clear this convoy as being additional protection for the Arbites moving through the district. He is moving up to the gate, which means we are now shifting over to somebody else's skills to do the roll to see how this first entrance into the Citadel goes. Seth, I think you are our best liar of anyone in terms of mechanics. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Let's go with deception and cunning. Okay. This will count as lowborn, just to represent that you do have legitimate Imperial code, so you would have an advantage. Like, this is really your rolling using this stat, but we're representing... You know, Bo-Katan's ability to get through, Invictus, right. and and um, Ignatius's ability to assist technically. Also, Ignatius is with you, just to make sure that that's clear, that yep. he's inside your fucking chimera. Figured, yeah. um, you will be up against difficulty four. Which is solely because your other assault went so well <laughs> that it now seems weird that the Arbites would be driving past the battle to deliver a report instead of diverting to try to stop this this overall assault. Uh, you will have you've already got the boosts for for your own abilities. Throw another boost in there for the fact that your codes are legit. Okay. You actually have an Arbites physically present. Bo-Katan isn't just sending his code while being like, "Let the tanks in." Bo-Katan right. is in the cupola of the front tank waving uh, and making it very clear that he's the one who's here. His his cyber massive is standing on top of the rhino next to the cupola, just sitting. It's mag clamped itself, so it's not going anywhere, right, but right. it's with him for this. That's cool. Uh, I don't think I'm going to use um, a story point, uh, famous last words, uh, but I'm ready to roll. Great. Let's go for it. One success, two advantages. Hey. One success, two advantages. The gate opens and the entire convoy is allowed inside. You think this may be because of the general distraction of what's going on, but when you look up at the walls, you can see that security forces are already being pulled away from this area to move towards the combat in the Northeast. If you had to guess, and from what you may be able to pick up from the various Vox chatter that Ignatius can keep a bead on, even though it's it's encoded, it seems like because your convoy has arrived, they've actually reorganized the defenses, knowing that you can hold this gate so they can take these troopers and send them over to the other area. So you are facing even lighter opposition than you otherwise would have moving in. Excellent. There are a series of gates that continue forwards. We'll just let this roll count because this is our all high stakes things as we're moving forwards. Uh, you begin to pass through and then you start shedding troops. You just start leaving tanks. You leave a large number at the wall. You leave a smaller number at the next gate. You leave a smaller number at the next one. And then with a signal, it's unleashing the hounds of hell. You just start to hear explosions going off. Uh, advanced troops combined with Arbites are some of the most heavily armed shock troops you could ever have because it's a suicide strike from two people who have full armory access, both in the case of, oh, there's a nuclear winter, get out the portable nuclear winter. So explosions begin rocking the facility and your tanks begin having to open fire to force your way through a final gate. Okay. Piper. Normally, I would ask you to do something here, but you're sitting next to Invictus. Nero. (laughs) Piper had the ability to get you through this gate real easy, but this one is going to be uh, a bit of an uglier fight. So, Nero, I want to ask you, we can use two of your skills, and I will leave it up to you which way you want to go trying to get through this gate. You can either use a ranged melee attack or you, or sorry, ranged light attack or a melee light attack. Melee light is speed the tanks up, try to ram through the gate. The other one is trying to shoot the gate down with combinations of your multi-laser, the Rhino, because Bo-Katan is still with you to the end, uh, a large number of mass reactive shells and dealing with the defenders. You have better odds in terms of difficulty of ramming through the gate than you do of shooting it, but this isn't perfect, which is why it's not necessarily your strongest skill for the ramming. I think... um... I would still go with shooting, uh, only because given that Nero is very effective at shooting and not effective in close combat, his brain would just like looking out. Uh, I imagine it would just be full on like shoot, like open a gate, Emperor's path, make the path. Um, but he, there's no way he would have the patience 
to wait for the vehicle to hit. He'd be like, open fire with the assumption that even if we weaken it, then if we ram into it, maybe it breaks as opposed to just like, we'll just hang tight and hope. Would you um, take uh, the storm bolter that is available through the passenger cupola where you could climb up to the roof to fire the storm bolter? Or would you have one of the stormtroopers do it? Um, I mean, I'd like the stormtrooper to do it so I can lean out the window with my fucking bolter. It's no storm bolter, but can't hurt. Nice. Um, All right. So yeah, just let's... Ace Venturing out the window. Um <laughs> But yeah, as soon as I see it, it's like, you know, he's not a battlefield commander. He's a guy who gets shit done. So let's get that shit done. Great. Uh, let's roll then. Great. The difficulty on this will be three because okay. it is a challenging spot that you are in. There will also be two setback dice because this is a fortified position that you were shooting at. It is specifically designed to not be shot mm -hmm. at. However, uh, your target or any other abilities that you do have will apply here. We're just expanding them to the whole force. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so I'm a crack shot, so that drops one uh, of our difficulty, and then I believe, yes, with the targeter. Um, yeah, so that'll get rid of the rest of it. I will literally, I think... I am going to use a story point against you, so upgrade, it will be yep. one, one red. Sense. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'll be... Uh, I'm probably yelling like on me and then just wherever I'm shooting, like just using the targeter to like using my like fucking predator vision uh, or terminator. Vision. I've got all my like bad data coming through because it's 40 K and technology's trash. Um, but it looks eighties as hell, which, you know, I, I appreciate it on a deep level. Um, great. Okay. So we got all of that. Um, given that I can't maneuver cause I'm in a fucking car, I'm definitely gonna use the aim uh, if I may, yep. Uh, to add that one sweet, sweet boost. It's a gate. I believe you could aim at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm hitting, like you know, blowing the fucking hinges off it. I'm just trying to hit a side of a barn with a shotgun. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I will, however, I know we'd said we'd counteract the the uh, lost eye. I feel like I would actually legitimately be at a disadvantage with this. I feel like you would be individually, but this is oh, representing it's, it's all a hail of the, of fire. Yeah, this, perfect. Is, Never this mind. is the tanks firing. Yeah, so they're all good. They're all good at that shit. Uh, cool. All right. So I think that's it. I'm not going to spend story on this. Um, I don't okay. think Nero has that much. Uh, yeah. Oomph in this regard. Yeah. Uh, well, he does, but it, he's not thinking tactically. He's literally like, get that thing out of the way. And then again, in his head, I think it's like pew, pew, pew. And then we ram through it dramatically. I don't think there's a version in his head where that doesn't happen. So he's just kind of like, well, we're going to shoot it as much as we can before we hit it. But when we hit it, it'll go down. So like, fuck it. We not like we got this, but kind of like there's nothing we could do. Shoot. All right. So and three chimeras and a rhino are screaming towards this gate while opening fire with the Arbites rhino in the lead because it is the sturdiest vehicle if it was going to hit something. So let's see what happens. Well, uh, you know, we're unleashing a hail of fire uh, upon uh, the gates. And for a second, uh, I see them just go up in, in flame and uh, blood. Um, and it's kind of odd, uh, you know, I don't remember the Citadel having as many uh, tentacles, but it seems to, because baby, I got two advantage, one to spare. So, wubba lubba dub dub, goodbye Rhino. One to spare. What hits you as you're, fl you're flying forwards towards this fortified gate, Nero, the world around you shifts. Mm -hmm. At the same time as as your perception, you are firing at the walls. They are covered in eagles. You are storming towards an imperial barricade, and just a sense of horror pours through your body as you flash back to the assault that led to your mind template being put in place—a failed assault against an imperial bastion. Where at the end, you are strapped, screaming to a table, while psychers rip out your mind, and you jump on the vox and yell abort before, just before the hit on the gate. Which means the rhino storms forward, cranks sideways, smashes into it anyways, opening the gate, but it throws a track. It cannot move. You will have to get out of your tanks, move past the Rhino, and get to the gate outside of cover. The tanks are firing. Three Chimeras remain, and the Rhino is there. Troops are escaping from it. However, you're watching the Arbites be cut down as they flee out of the rear. Bo-Katan is still holding inside it. He's ducked down out of his cupola, and his Cybermastiff followed him into the Rhino. If you were seeing an Arbites hide, you know shit is really, really bad. The Rhino is jammed in place. You have your Chimeras. 
What are the orders you give? Nero, you're the only one near the Vox, but I think at this point, anyone else could take it if they want to, if you think you're completely thrown. Um, I... Hmm. I guess the I vision would, ask, would snap back. You're not just stuck in. Oh God, we're all doomed. Land, no, but. I understand that, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, he kind of is though. Like, I, even if that that's gone, just like having led one of these before and have it having had it gone to shit. Um, Nero has dropped the radio. Then, if you are thinking uh, of the handheld Imperial he, Guard version. Yeah. Or, okay. or, or did you want to did you want to throw something? I I think I was gonna throw because I think he's panicked and it's just like he, he feels like it's going to hell. And so um I think um he'll just like watch as everyone's getting cut down. He he remembers ultramarines in a similar position once, uh often at the end of his guns. He knows how this goes. Um and um uh I think I'll just start screaming into uh into the Vox like Open the path, all costs, in the name of the Inquisition. Um, and uh, then I'll just kind of mutter like, "Sorry, Bo Katan, we gotta go." And then I'll like turn, just starting to all of them like be like, "We gotta go, we gotta go right now, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go." They're getting cut down. They're, they're, the, the Marines are coming. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Throw. And then I'll just like throw the throw the the mic down and grab my gun and just lean out and start shooting at literally anything I see. Great. Piper, can you roll me uh what is your what is your keeping control um, reaction? Uh, there might be discipline, it might be resilience. I don't know what would be it might be survival. I would accept any of those three. Um I would say in this instance it would be discipline because I'm I'm already exercising that just being around Invictus. Yep. So I think I let's go with that then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it'll be difficulty three. What you are representing is this convoy's ability to keep its own shit together when Nero falls apart while in charge. I think you are a pretty good representative of people who have dealt with not necessarily great commands. These are right. house stormtroopers who followed Lucia Bane around. As you all know, she's prone to emotional outbursts and not necessarily keeping herself in a safe space at all times. Right. So this is a question of can they keep it together to take over the situation? Okay. Roll. That's it. I'm not adding anything. Difficulty three. Uh, What's our story points situation? Story points. You have three. I have two. Um, I think this is a pretty fucking critical moment, so I'm going to use one. Yeah, this feels like a good time to do that. All right. I'm, I'm not rolling. going to use one against you, not because this isn't dangerous, but just because there is no enemy commander directly overseeing this, and I feel like cool. I need some sort of evil antagonist to justify that. Fair. All right. Rolling. Ha, two successes, one triumph. Two successes, one triumph. Maximilian rips off his helmet and grabs the radio control and yells, Suicide Squad Beta, charge. And one of the chimeras just cranks its fucking engine beside you and sprints forward. And then he yells to the other, Open fire. And both Chimera's multi-lasers and storm bolters start hammering into the rear of the Chimera that is sprinting forwards. It rams into the Rhino. You see Bo-Katan jump out just before it happens. But with the multi-laser hits, the Lasgun hits, the storm bolter hits and everything, the Chimera explodes. It takes the Rhino with it in a massive explosion that takes down the walls and the gate, clearing massive rubble. However, your Arbites escorts are dead. You've lost a troop of stormtroopers, and Bo-Katan has died. His cyber mastiff is on top of him, just pawing at his chest while he doesn't Aww. move. And then you just see it turn red lights glow down its body and it leaps up the wall. It clears 20 feet straight up and you just hear screaming and see blood spraying out of the side as the cyber massive goes nuts. Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of merely $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency. 
you'll receive, besides, of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, you can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. I raise my arms Shawshank style um, <laughs> and just say, The Emperor's path forward, my friends. Forward, the Marines shall not bother us again. And with that, the vehicles do roll out directly forwards. The Chimeras sprint towards the rear of the Citadel. Fire is coming in from around your group, from the walls. However, they did not have anti-tank weapons at the innermost defenses while everything was coming from outside. That first triumph is still paying off. Uh, Your Chimera squeals to a halt. It it, it moves horizontally. It almost Tokyo drifts to block the governor's elevator. Uh, Warden jumps out of the front. Warden has been driving, which is why you had a driver that clever. And your squad unloads. The back of the Chimera opens. Stormtroopers hurry out. You do have Moximilian and eight troopers with you. They are your definitive guards. The other Chimera is pouring fire outwards and unloads stormtroopers who begin to storm towards the walls. About half of that squad die. You would estimate six go down. None of you are looking terribly closely because to look means you're visible to the enemy. But you do see others clear to the lee of the wall and begin moving into gatehouses and moving upwards. However, your focus is on this fucking elevator. You know you have a very limited amount of time for this to start working which is why we are going to have to do a series of checks and see how well they go to know how many defenders could start to move towards that chimera and start to move towards you. We will, uh, who wants to roll it? We are going to be using Ignatius Ironforth stats, not any of yours. So it's just who wants to physically roll the dice to represent the Mechanicus boy that you guys befriended into becoming an inquisitorial agent. (laughs) <laughs> Look, you know I love my sweet, sweet boy, but after these dice rolls, I am not <laughs> touching my dice phone. Hey, I did a success in one triumph, or two successes in triumph. That's Let's true. keep this baby going. Do it up. Let's do a piper. going to eat those words in a minute. Yep. <laughs> cool thing Alrighty. about dice is they keep giving you the same result no matter exactly. how many times you rolled. Yeah. yeah. So you are using Ignatius's tech use skill, which is three yellow. One green and an automatic boost. You are Uh, sorry, automatic boost and one boost. Oh, sorry, you just get a boost. You get a boost. It's already it's already in it. Just just for him existing. (laughs) Um, you get an additional boost because you are starting with the genetic sample of Gazi beforehand. Nice. At the same time, the difficulty against you is five. Baby, because as Ignatius plugs in. He confirms that, yes, indeed, this is a very encrypted system and all of the cutouts that you would expect to be required for a legal governor have been removed and it's no longer working off of the sample of Gazi that you have. So he's having to build forward and it's very hard. Would I be able to assist him in any way? Um, We haven't really seen this side of Seth too much, but he has some tech use kind of acumen. Mm. what is your tech use score? Uh, tech use, he has one rank and he's got four intellect. Yeah, you're pretty good. All right, I'm going to let you add. We're going to do it with it. We're going to let this shit get random. Uh, you guys are now going to have the equivalent of five yellow. Between tech, between Seth and his ability to hack systems in a way that Ignatius may not have been aware of, because if you know how to hack systems and you're dealing with the Mechanicus, you have to know shit they don't. Because you mm. can't learn it from them and you have to think a different way. So we will say Seth has joined in with his incredibly high tech skill, which is why I'm allowing this. Cool. Uh, to, to move that. So difficulty so, of five. Difficulty I am going five. To, I got um, five yellow dice. Great. Uh, for the difficulty of five, you're going to need to make three of them red. Woo! Because these are not okay. we're fucking around tech priests that you're that you're working with here. Okay. I will let you know this first check will be the hardest of these as you get used to the system. 
they will be decreasing in intensity as they go. But that also means the opposition to you will be ramping up coming to the courtyard. Okay. Uh, I'm going to spend a story point to make a fourth one red. Ooh, yikes. I, you may also spend I mean, story points. So on. the thing is, so we've got uh, right now as it stands, five yellow versus four red and one purple plus two boost. So, I mean, odds are in our favor, but we can yes, use According a, to our current rules, if you spend a story point, you would get another green die. I'm okay with that. You want to spend, spend another story point, folks? And I, I don't want to get held up here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that okay, cool. yeah, this is not a great place for us to hang out. All right. Hammer and anvil. Adding <laughs> right. an ability die. All right. Am I good to roll? Let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, not horrible. Uh, two successes, one threat. Two successes, one threat. Ignatius hooks into the system and with Seth's support, the rest of you facing outwards, but doing that special forces glancing over shoulder to see what's <laughs> happening. As this does take a full two minutes, you are hearing gunshots, you are hearing screams. You can hear things coming to and from the walls and shots are pinging off of the chimera. The challenge is none of you can go out to see how close they are because if you do, then you are in the line of fire. So it is a desperate, tense hold as Seth and Ignatius both frantically work the system. Seth, you're working more physically, rerouting, reshunting power, being able to use your, your knowledge of how to short out things that Ignatius wouldn't do because that would be breaking his religious tenets of how to deal with the system. He still innately has to respect a machine. He's just trying to win it over, whereas you don't care if you like stab the machine and make it bleed out. Right. However, at the last second, the elevator door does open and you are all able to enter. Ignatius is the last one to follow towards you. However, a massive electrical shock shifts out of the unit that he is plugged into, hammering him down to the ground where he is shorting, sparking, and unable to move until you see the power go out in Ignatius's eyes and he is disabled as the elevator doors close, separating him from you, and you begin to rise up towards the governor's, <laughs> the governor's, the entire part of this palace. Yeah. It is a, a long, uncomfortable ride. Uh, what positions do you get in for when the door opens? Is there anything else you do? Is there it? are more than 8 billion lives on the line. So there's also a question of just how do you all prepare for when these doors open? Just a clarification, is Invictus still, like, with us? Invictus is still with you. So, right. okay. So Piper's just, just, like, using echolocation to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you're being you're being is. rushed by the Stormtroopers. Also, Invictus is on the far side of the elevator. He's not, like, hugging you like he did. Okay. And how untouchable rules work in this game is he adds two difficulty to your role if he is in the room. He adds four if he's in engagement range. He's okay. specifically staying out of that. You can also, at this point, he's a tiny man with a melta gun. He's not really destined for like storming the palace, yeah. but he'll do it if he needs to. You could tell him to remain behind. Somebody's going to need to hold the elevator because if it goes back down, the people coming up are not friendly. Right. I yeah. will lower my bolter, uh, having thought of a different option to solve that problem. Um, <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> great. Uh, Seth and I will both like look to each other with that yeah. begrudging like buddy cops who finally got it together in the final <laughs> moments. Like not the main guys, but like, you know, the, the shitty cops who are always like yelling at the buddy cops being like, yeah. uh, we get it now. Um, I mean, I do want to balance this by saying at the same time, if you want Piper to be at full skill going out the door into that room, he does need to die. Okay, I wasn't great. trying to just argue in his favor. Just no, 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 I understand. Story. You're giving us uh, an option. Well, in that case, um, I think uh, the real question is, uh, Seth, would you or I get to him first? <laughs> I mean, he's your friend. Yeah, I, great. So <laughs> I, think, I, I think I would get to him faster because I don't have a problem with it. Honestly, I was planning on shooting him before we got out of the car. So this is, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can get to him first, um, I think that's fair. But yeah, I, I planned on- your race. We can do this together. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, basically, as, as the elevator is going up, um, I'll just kind of look to him. And I guess, Seth, I assume you do as well. Uh, maybe a look passes between your dead eyes and my one eye. Um, and uh, I'll just nod to you, I think, uh, because I think you can do this quieter and not waste a bolt. Um, whereas mine is messy and explodey. Oh, well, yeah, I have the bolt pistol. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> then it's just uh yeah, it's just bolt pistol out of the holster aimed at like the base of his neck and <laughs> I, I squeeze i feel no oh my god i feel like piper if she ha- hadn't been like blunted at all she might have like sensed this was happening and might have tried to interject because we don't know what we're facing and Invictus might be helpful, but one melted gun won't make that much of a difference. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll just hold up the rosette but and as say such, she stays quiet. Yeah, Invictus's face explodes outwards, <laughs> spraying the wall just out of his head. So there's no brain matter. He slumps to the floor, and all of you feel weirdly better. Like in a deep, like you know, Piper, your vision comes back, but for the rest of you, it does feel like hey. a weight that was weighing on you is released. <sighs> um, yeah, and I'll just hold up the rosette uh, inside the elevator, kind of like Captain America being like, anybody want to get off? Um, <laughs> and I'll just say in the Emperor's voice, I should add, it was the Emperor's will, everybody. And so back to work. You can explain it out over my shirt. So you get a quiet click on your Vox, Nero, and you mm-hmm. just hear Maximilian say, we're going to get to kill the governor before you have to execute us, right? Um, and I'll say, uh, Maximilian, you're uh, A, yeah, you're absolutely going to get to kill the governor. Uh, be a guy oh, tell perfect. You. Just a second. Uh, and he raises his hell gun and just guns down one of the stormtroopers on the other side. And he's like, he was the only one who had a problem if we were all going to die. Hey, you know, I appreciate you on that. That's great. Okay, phenomenal. Yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, also, we're all true servants of the Emperor here. And the Emperor willed Piper here to be able to unleash hell upstairs. Invictus was going to stand in the way of that. He had to go. I'm losing a lot of friends today, but I'm not losing you. I'm not losing any of the rest of you, except that guy. (laughs) Point to the dead stormtrooper. Um, Great. I'd like to add some quick updates to the Inquisitor's orders. No, you can absolutely lose you six. And he points to the Suicide Kings. He's like, they all make it. We do our fucking job. Governor dies. Deal? Deal. It's not fucking up for negotiation. And it seems to actually, from what you can see in the armor, this level of disrespect and you're going to die is psyching up these fucking guys. (laughs) The Um, challenge of being a Suicide King for Lucia Bane is you do have to be ready to die any day. But House Bane was so powerful that you never got to kind of be let off the leash. And today they're off the fucking leash. So what positions do you guys want to get into? And what are your own kind of like centering things that you do before combat? Because you have about 30 seconds before Mm -hmm. the next occurrence. I think Mina is up front in the elevator. I was standing with the Suicide Kings and also getting pretty hype with them about like, fuck, die time. Like, (laughs) that's definitely getting her into that like hype, like running into battle place. So you want to lead us in a prayer, sister? Oh, I think we're going to do quite a bit of praying with our swords very soon. I like her. I like her. We're all going to die together. So there's fucking amps. So they're good with you up front. So there's a wall of Sister Mina in the center and seven stormtroopers. Is it like a wall of armored flesh between you guys in the door? What's I was going to say that, the uh, that <laughs> just as fluff, the one and only song I came prepared to the season with was uh, <laughs> dig through the ditches and burn through the witches <laughs> and stab in the back of the heretic. <laughs> Yay. <No. laughs> Good God. Uh, that is the fucking best. Well done. And Maximilian says, wait, I got that one. Uh, and he turns on in your internal box. You now have 40K's Dragula just <laughs> playing yeah. in your ears. Uh, just you and the assault troops. The others get to have their own experience. But having uh, hype time. Uh, look, I can safely say that any version of Dragula is a good version of Dragula. So the 40K one, despite no doubt being spikier and having more skulls, honestly, that just adds adds to it. So, oh, I love that, but I can't hear it. So just Tom loves that. Um <laughs> Cool. Uh, I'd like to go last if I could. Yep. Right. Thank you. In the name of the Inquisition. Seth's preparation, I think, would be after killing Invictus, turning to Piper and and saying, um, Piper, can you conceal us or protect us in any way as these doors open? Uh, 
uh, Laura's checking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I mean, honestly, like not without knowing what's on the other side and like, who's on the other side and like getting into their mind. So um, would, uh, would our stormtrooper guard here and, and sister Mina, if they're charging forward that buy you the time you need to figure out what's going on in there and figure out who's in the room and whose heads you can get into. Um, what we could say mechanically is for Piper, if you were to do a pseudo meditation now, I will give you two boosts towards any psychic check that you do use coming out of the elevator. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I have distort perceptions, which I can do. So what does that do which, mechanically? Uh, so what I would do, so basically a, a target, so basically one person would lose all awareness of an object. What I'm going to say is use that power if you want, increase the difficulty of the check by one. And what I will say is it will increase the difficulty of anybody shooting at the stormtroopers or Mina by one as they come out of it. So you can't affect them all in the sense of you can't blind somebody, you can't do something big, but you can just distort them enough that it'll make things harder. However, it's a tougher check for you if you want to do that with your psycho powers. Because that seems reasonable to me. It's already already too extra difficulty for me to do that, so... So what difficulty does that put it at for you to do that? Uh, that four? Three. Yeah, four difficulty. Okay, no, I'm fine with that. That's where I thought that should have sat would be a difficulty of four with one red, right? Yeah. Always one red. Cool. So if you want to do that, let's see see if this pays off. So Piper, do you close your eyes when you're trying to do this? What does this visually look like as Um, they ask you to do something and then you just start doing it? Um, I, I think especially because Invictus was just killed... Um, I think I'm, I will upgrade the difficulty of one of the dice to give myself another automatic success. Okay. Um, and as I'm doing, that's called pushing, by the way. And at, what I'm doing is I think I'm just kind of in hit, like I'm breathing very deeply, like almost what you would do in like at the beginning of a meditation, but it becomes like really intense. And it's me literally like, it's almost like I'm drawing in the powers from the warp. Cool. Uh, can anyone, do they see anything visually when this happens? Like, does it get cold? Do you have it, light in your eyes? What? Oh, oh yeah. So I think what would happen is um, as, as I breathe, it's almost like every time I breathe in, the room just gets like, a, just like a degree colder. And every time, <laughs> but when I exhale, there's like no change. So it's literally just like every breath in, it's just getting a little, little bit colder. Great. And now roll and let's see what happens. Hey. Oh God. Hey, two successes, three advantages. Nice. You did it. Um, what is the distortion? What does the distortion look like for the unaugmented around you? Because it would look equally strange for Seth and Nero yep. as it would for the enemy. Um what it looks like is basically. I think you can, it's almost like when you're looking at something directly, it's like the opposite of a blind spot. Like you, your blind spot is now in the center of your vision. Oh, interesting. So it's like you're if you're looking for something. Well, it's almost it's like, like looking like a flash. It's almost like you off. see something out of the corner of your eye. And as soon as you look to it, there's nothing there. So you can see every trooper except the one you're looking at, which is deeply fucked up for anyone having to observe that. So Seth and Nero, you're both comforted and horrified when you discover that this is true. But Piper is now freezing the elevator and people are harder to see. Uh, What do you what do you do in preparation now, Seth? You have this moment for yourself. I think Seth is always trying to think ahead. So his preparation is not usually like in the moment. His preparation is asking Piper what she can do. His preparation is shooting Invictus in the back of the head. His, like He is thinking about that kind of stuff. So I think he just, in anticipation of the doors opening, he stands up uh, and turns to the side to make himself a smaller target. And he has his bolt pistol drawn um, and his wrist-mounted uh, plasma gun, I think is what it is. Yes, uh, yeah, his, so his well. wrist-mounted plasma pistol on his other hand also. So he's almost doing like a weird, like, fusion dance kind of look standing sideways 
He's got his, his one wrist kind of a chest level pointing out into the uh, where the doors will open and his other arm extended holding his bolt pistol. The classic plasma dab. Yeah. yeah. All right. And Nero, <laughs> you are last. So how do you prepare yourself? Um, so having just like dropped the um, rosette around my throat after making sure everyone knew we were doing the, the, the Inquisition's will, um, still with fresh you know, vivid images in my mind of both watching um, Ignatius get his, uh, like, fried and then uh, Invictus's head explode. Um, you know, friends are dropping like flies. Uh, so I think he, he, like, looks around the elevator coming from the back. And at this point, I think, like, the th- there's no way the template piece is, is hanging on. I feel like it's all just starting to kind of shred and, and collapse. Um, not that he's getting his old memories back, just that, like, it's it's getting harder and harder thing to remember anything. Everything is just a flash of something that could or could not have, have existed or happened. Um, and so as he like readies the, the bolter, which again is like old and weathered. And the only thing that kind of has traveled with him through his, his multiple lives, um, it kind of looks to that as, as a, almost a totem of some sort, like a, a remnant of, of a life he can't remember, but you know, each you know, burn mark and scratch and and nick on it is is from from something he's experienced. Um, and then he'll uh, he'll kind of look up around the elevator and like everyone's getting psyched up. So he's going to say this under his breath. He's not actually saying this to anyone because everyone's kind of doing their own thing. So it's partially for him, um, but uh, he just kind of mutters, um, "Yeah, listen, uh, Emperor." Uh, Horace, uh, whoever, Billingberg, whoever, whoever is, is out there. Um, you didn't give me a lot or maybe you did, but not much that I've, I've actually got, you know, but I've, I know that for at least a little while I had these folks. Okay. So here's the deal. If they don't make it through this, whatever shred of me ends up in your fucking warp infested maw is going to eat you from the inside out. I'm going to burrow into your brain like a maggot and slowly take from you everything the way you've taken it from me. If a single one of these people falls, but I do thank you for the short time I had with them. That's something at least. And then I'll just kind of lean back, cock the gun. Um, and, uh, kind of smile and be like, um, I guess in the end I did have one name though, right? Serious so count Cornos and Isabel. I'll just cock the gun and then I'm going to put it over me in his shoulder, fucking Furiosa style. Uh, cause I'm <laughs> going to use her as a riot shield. Uh, cause I'm not planning on hanging back. Uh, there's not a whole hell of a lot I can do back here. So it's, I'm just planning on going, going John wick with a assault weapon, uh, in, as we go. Um, and uh, I'll just mutter to to Mina. I think the one person I would actually say something to would be like, stab in the back of the heretics. Um, and then I'll just be ready. And with a ding, the elevator door opens and gunfire greets you. Mina, you're the first person to make this out as it opens at the center. Mm-hmm. There are a line of three gun servitors with heavy bolters that open fire the moment the elevator opens. We now roll a die to see what happens. They successfully cut down five of the stormtroopers around you. In an absolute miracle, they do not hit Mina or any other member of the party because, Nero, you went behind Mina. Mina is at the dead center of the group, so all of the gun servitors looked to her immediately. She blanked. They switched to a second target and opened fire. So it shredded the majority of your bodyguards who returned fire. Let's see how successful that is. Uh, if everyone could roll me, uh, each of you individually, because then we, we will add these up on the gun servitors. This will be ranged light. If you want to roll for Warden, Laura, we'll just use his stats oh, sure. as representing stormtroopers. Um, everyone else can choose your weapon and and fire away. Uh, Mina, I feel like because you are storm shielding Nero, mm-hmm. you probably are not shooting things because you would have the sword in hand. Nero, mm-hmm. I will give you two boosts for the fact that Mina is your Furiosa platform. What's our difficulty? Difficulty will be two. This is right up fucking close. Um, Theirs was worse, I will say, because your your, uh, magics affected them. (laughs) 
They always or, were susceptible to my magics. Killing five was worse. Yeah. They uh, may uh, have uh, rolled a triumph. These, Ryan, you said difficulty uh, three, correct? Difficulty two. You're, two, right, you're right up ranged. close. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Anything else we're adding? Uh, uh, I would say boost. I think everybody's fucking aimed. It's not like you're not yeah. pointing in the right direction at this point. So, Nero, I'll say that'll be three boost for you because yep. yeah, you're getting the, the Mina enhancement as well. And yep. at that point, now we can roll unless anyone <laughs> okay. wants to use story points. I don't. I'm good. What are we at, Ryan? Uh, you guys have three, and I have two because I used one on my my servitor friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to use one because I think Nero suspects that he will be shot to death immediately. Like this is <laughs> he gets one round of shooting, and then it, it's yeah, it's done. And knowing he has Mina in front of him, it's just like I don't think there was a version of this where he didn't get you know fucking sunnied from the Godfather up against a car. Oh. Um, <laughs> Okay. All right, we're doing this. Yeah, let's oh. see what happens. Okay, not bad. Warden was uh, two successes, two threats. All right. I think that's the and best combat Seth. roll I've ever seen for Seth. Uh, three successes, three advantages. He's firing with his plasma pistol. Nice. Nero. Screaming snicker snack, motherfuckers. <laughs> I roll five successes, six advantage. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Between Dracula in my heart. <laughs> the servitors are destroyed in a wave of fire. This is close up Warhammer 40K meets British troops in a line just mulching each other. So in less than half a second of violence, five stormtroopers and three gun servitors collapse. The air is rife with uh, like burnt oxygen from the plasma gun the various smells of the different rounds of the weapons, just explosive smoke from the bolt weapons. And you have a moment of silence where you all, I imagine, pile out tactically to clear the room. You are in an antechamber. You know from your previous times here, there is a hallway, and then you are in the seating area where you had traditionally talked with Gazi. And then on the other side of that are kind of mirror world. There are rooms around and in other areas you know that there are that there's the medical suite that you saw while you were here for the interrogations earlier there are the bedrooms there are a number of places you could go however you do hear a vox click on and it begins echoing through the hallways and you hear gazi's voice well finally you're here You've almost ruined everything, and you could still ruin everything, which is why we're going to play my game, which is I'm in my maze. And if you wait, then there's just going to be a whole army coming up after you. So you're going to have to walk into my trap, and you're going to have to come to me. Or at the end of this, there just won't be any of you like there was supposed to be in the first place. Good hunting. And his voice clicks off. And you realize, with four of you and three stormtroopers, you now have to face a mirror maze filled with gun servitors and other traps. And at the center of it is a homo novus. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter as Sister Olian Mina, and our Game Master Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings. I am the modestly handsome obituary writer of this fetching town of Crestfall, Idaho, and this is Death by Dying. Death is exhausting. And so, after a long day of funeral attending, I had retired to my apartment to get some shut-eye. I loosened my Versace tie and changed into my Egyptian silk pajamas. Are you the detective in town? No, I'm the obituary writer. Really? Someone said you solve murder cases. Murder? I'm Charlotte, by the way. Forgive me, but I haven't gotten past the murder part. Charlotte, the friend I now have, is staying in the apartment above her Aunt Lillian's bookshop. She was my aunt. She was all I had growing up. I need to know why she's gone. Murder is the spice of life. I knew just who I had to see. The Angel of Death. We have become friends over the years. Careful. Death is ever-present. Her pet, the button-eyed raven, moaned inconsolably as usual. Your friends are abandoning you, one by one. You write about death, O.W., but how much do you know about what it feels like to lose someone? The shadow in the dark woods is making its way into Crestfall. Listen to Death by Dying on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher.